0: Welcome back to the Librarian Linkover Podcast. I am your host, Laureen Kennard. I am learning so much by talking to librarians who have taken their skills outside of libraries and are making an impact in other sectors. Today, my guest is experienced in using her skills in associations. Rachel Award is Research Project Manager at the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry. Previous to this role, she worked for the American Hospital Association and the American Library Association. Rachel, welcome to the librarian link over. Well, thank you for having me. Tell us about your work and what kind of projects you take on.
1: You know, I take on all kinds of projects, which I think is very. Mm, of fun. course. <laughs> I'm sorry, of course. <laughs> Yes, I take on all kinds of projects, which is really nice because I get kind of this wide variety in my career, if you will, and I think um, particularly in my association sphere, it's nice because if there's something I'm interested in doing, I can just say, oh, I want to do this and add that skill set to my work. As an example, um, I've most recently taken interest in uh, grant writing, and so I'm doing some continuing education around grant writing. Uh, but my projects have really ranged. Um, I, you know, as the side of uh, working in associations, I uh, teach medical writers and editors how to search PubMed. Um, I've also created curriculum development. I've done systematic review searching. I've done healthcare policy, uh, searching business intelligence, uh, searching um, any sort of health services research that could be used for uh, technical briefs or, Um, Any sort of deliverable systematic reviews has been another one, clinical practice guidelines. So it's really a matter of what the association's mission is. Most of my association work as of late has been in the healthcare field. Um, But really it's a matter of what health associations are interested in putting out to their membership or into the field uh, and being able to meet those needs uh, through my research.
0: What traditional library skills do you use in your current role?
1: I would say most of my skill sets I use now um, that tie to my library career have been really uh, research abilities, um, a lot of um, reference searching, uh, particularly. I have a lot of membership that's particularly at um, the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry that are interested in getting full text. So making sure I can search those databases to get the full text and making sure that they're copyright compliant um, full text articles. Uh, so that I would say is the bulk of it. And I, probably additionally, I would say some instruction to do training on various platforms um, on an on basis.
0: How did your career take you in the direction of association work?
1: Honestly, it was purely by accident. Uh, (laughs) If you had had said to me in library school, Rachel, you're gonna end up working in associations purely, I would have been like, what? Like, I mean, it really was. I mean, my first association role um, as stated earlier was the American Library Association. And that I knew about through library school and I knew about uh, some of the other uh, associations that uh, students could be part of. Um, And I went into that role really because I wanted to help librarians, you know, as someone that was just graduating um, from library school, I thought this would be a great goal to have under my belt. What I didn't realize in in kind of my own job searching and everything else is that it would lead to other types of association work. Um, Associations often once you're in association work. uh, it's very easy to build into going into other associations, which is really nice. Um, you know, you don't have to make kind of this big case to hiring managers often, if you're going from one association to another. It's, there's kind of this camaraderie, if you will. It's like once you've worked, they, they like to keep you typically in other associations. So really after that, I went into working into a, an actual special library um, at the American Hospital Association. So I, I I was part of, a staff of five managing our resource center library and mostly it was to cater to um, internal um, stakeholders internal members of the association staff primarily we did some membership research and then now more recently going into the American Academy Pediatric Dentistry doing more evidence-based practice framework searching and um, helping with um, project management in those research projects. So really, um, it's a wide variety, but truthfully, it was absolutely by accident. I did not plan to remain in uh, associations or get into associations. So it was a nice, I think, feat if you will by accident, uh, really. And it's it's given me an amazing career thus far. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what the next things are in the future too.
0: That's great. It's it's interesting how you just, you can have a plan, but you never know how you're going to go in your career.
1: Yes, is very true. Very true.
0: How do your library experiences and education make you a good fit in your position? And along those lines, how do you add value to your organization because of your library education and experience? Well,
1: one of the nice things I think about being a librarian in association with uh, is because I can really look at evidence, I think more critically, and I think bring a higher quality of research because I know what databases are out there. I think it's you know training um, in, in how to effectively even research Google. There's so many search functionalities within Google that I think non-librarians don't necessarily know about. So I think adding that higher quality of research is really the ability of my ability to, I think, bring in kind of this value, add add value, if you will, to my role that a lot of other people don't necessarily have. Um, and really, especially in my current role right now, uh, I'm kind of looked to as this expert, um, really this research expert, you know, I, oftentimes even for other products that I'm not necessarily a part of one of um, one of my colleagues works on safety, um, patient safety with um, pediatric dentistry and creating the safety curriculum. Uh, I've had a chance to actually review some of that research and say, these are things you should be adding. These might not be that important and really kind of have kind of a second view of research that we are putting out there um, to the public um, in making sure that, you know, all of our bases are covered, if you will. So really, I would say that's probably the most important element that I bring to uh, to an association is that kind of that level of expertise of being able to research critically um, and market what we can really put out there to the membership.
0: What kinds of goals do you have in your current role?
1: My goals right now in my current role really revolve around kind of educating um, early career dentists to um evidence-based dentistry. Uh, it's the role that I, I sort of play in this um, is, you know, right now managing much of those projects. And some of them are beginning to wrap up. I manage three work groups currently, um, there might be more to add on, um, that do systematic reviews and clinical practice guidelines, but really uh, I, I think getting newer early career dentists into this type of work is great. Uh, So establishing a fellowship is one of my goals for this year um, to get get early career dentists in and involved in this type of work. Um, I would also say marketing is, I think, another big uh, component. I redesigned recently the evidence-based dentistry website for AAPD. Um, In the last year, that was a big goal because I I find web, any sort of web content is the best way to market uh, your (laughs) efforts. So I think that redesign really helped and um, we we continually promote um, the work that is being added. I'm, I'm always looking kind of to find new and innovative ways to add it. But also I think marketing the research that we do, do. So the systematic reviews and clinical guidelines right now often either just live on our website somewhere or they live in our journal once it's published in our reference, menu, which is, essentially a best practice for pediatric dentists to use in their practice related to various issues. And we have a council that determines what those issues are um, that should be addressed in in the reference manual. It's quite a large textbook, but it's also um, on our website. And uh, there's a lot more we could be doing in this arena to market those efforts. One of the, projects I'm the most proud of um, that I've worked on in systematic reviews and guidelines um, has been um, behavior guidance techniques uh, for dentists to use. Um, so we look at preventative um, treatment, and we also look at children with special care needs. And this is a big area with all sorts of data nuances, behavior scales we looked at. Um, this particular, Thing I think really could be marketed to parents, to consumers, to know this is what we're putting out there to educate dentists on, even, um, and this is something you should be aware of, um, you know, when you are bringing your child in for for dental care. So there's a lot we could be doing in this area uh, to to market, and I with myself and my team, I think we're looking to kind of navigate what those things look like and how we market it market this type of very scientific and clinical work to to perhaps a consumer type audience
0: interesting you you have you definitely bring a lot more to the position than someone without your background you're adding value to all other areas besides just what you're doing
1: that yeah, that has been very much the case. Um I, and I don't think that was intentionally planned when I was first hired, but I think again, kind of going back to once you're in associations, they like to keep you. And I think having that experience of working in other associations allows me to really learn membership and learn the community of what we're what we're going to be trying to target and what membership needs when we are.
0: What suggestions can you give librarians who want to move into a position like yours, particularly in an association environment or working as a health information professional?
1: I would say the first thing would be to network with librarians that are in sort of this realm. Um, There are some, and I I am not the only one that is uh, in this type of work, Uh, particularly because there's a lot of skill sets you might obtain that are not necessarily part of the normal day-to-day library role. So at, at AHA, one of the things I worked on was data analysis projects, so we call them basically ad hoc research requests. So AHA has a large database that, um, of workforce questions, um, utilization statistics, and this is from a survey that we generate uh, every single year to hospitals and health systems across the country to to survey what they're doing essentially and, and sometimes those questions change but this is a fifty some year old survey with a high survey uh, return rate and essentially a lot of we have a lot of customers that or membership that are asking for data from this so that was something I fulfilled and even learning you know how to do pivot tables. Uh, I was not particularly fond of Excel. Excel is actually my least favorite favorite tool uh, that Microsoft offers, but, you know, that was one area I really got into that librarians don't necessarily get into, and that might be a skill set you will to achieve. So I would definitely network. Um, Where I would start in those areas would be association forum and the Um, American Society for um, Association Executives, Um, those are essentially association for association professionals. Um, They're really, um, I've networked with them a few times in my career and every time I have there's been benefit to um, getting involved in those groups. Um, You know, the one caveat I guess I would give to as to anybody that's sort of keeping in mind, um, you know, as you're getting in, um, you may develop, in my case, you develop kind of this wide range of skill sets, wide range of experiences and interests. And sometimes when you're interviewing with a hiring manager, it's like, well, what does this person, What like, you have to kind of target a little bit um, and have some sort of narrowing. And that's a struggle um, as you, build your association career is like, you know, okay, we gotta narrow down. You're interested in this, you're interested in this, you have skill sets in this. It's like, what, what do you actually want to achieve? And that's something I sort of, I, I, it's a good struggle to have, but it is certainly a struggle to have as you go through um, your association career. Um, the other advice I guess I would give to anybody that's looking to transition to this is really, looking at experts that are outside of the library field. I mean, there's lots of opportunity to network within libraries. Um, I found that very easily. In my career, we're always willing to give informational interviews, talk about our experiences. But I think talking to people that are not necessarily in the library world also has a benefit to it. Um, Looking, for example, when I was on TikTok briefly, I looked at Career TikTok quite a bit, and there was lots of great skill sets in, you know, customizing your resume so that it would go through application tracking systems. Which mm-hmm.
0: might,
1: um, most recently, uh, you know, grant writing, working with nonprofits um, to to get education on grant writing. So really, that would be my my big advice, if not just in associations, but I think in general, if you're looking to pivot really talk to people that are not librarians either and get their insight because they also have as much to offer, I I think, as we do as a field professional, how to use your skill sets in a non-traditional setting.
0: Now, they would come at it from a different angle from what the librarians that you already know how to find would, would tell you.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: If you were putting together a library school course on health information, What are some projects you would assign your students?
1: There's a couple of things I would, I would really look to um, introducing systematic reviews or evidence-based medicine, which I think in some library schools, there's this curriculum, Um, but probably I would say really gray literature and structured Google searching, as well as any sort of health services or policy research. And I say this particularly because those are skills that i've learned on the job um but i've learned them after the fact like this wasn't part of library school curriculum this was through other CES of library associations that i've attended and i think those are the types of skill sets um that really uh you know need to be taught in order to kind of get into this especially if you're going into more of the healthcare association realm but i think particularly doing any sort of a structured or green literature searching that is applicable, I think, anywhere um, in any um, any field outside of um, library school um, or outside of the library field. Um, but the other component I would add, if I were to do a curriculum around this, um, I had a library school professor do this and it was really wonderful. So in his homework assignments uh, for us, we would some of the assignments we were required to do an informational interview of library professionals, which was great. It it opened the door to um, to opportunities uh, within the library field and actually get to network with people while you're while you're doing that. I would do something similar with this, but I would probably target, as I said earlier, to non-library professionals. Um, So that way you are exposing to really the possibility um, of what your library career can do. I know you and I have chatted about this separately, but I think we as librarians tend to sell ourselves short um, in the field of particularly, um, you know, around what we can really do. And then I recognize that I think it's a lot of people selling us short too of what our abilities are. So I think Mm -hmm. having that wider reach of talking to people that that get it, that get librarians and understand it, even if they're not necessarily information professionals, I think is a great way to expose early libr early career librarians to what you can really do that does not necessarily involve the traditional side.
0: I agree completely on that. <laughs> we did talk about that before. <clears throat> yes. Um, You've mentioned the American Society for Association Executives, which I can put a link to in the show notes. Um, are there any other professional associations that you've been in that have been um, useful in your career?
1: I would say the other one I mentioned for associations is Association Forum. Um, that was really great. Um, in terms of associations, applicable to brands, but i found both. Very useful at points in my career. Um, I'm currently a member of the Medical Library Association. So if you're looking to do more of the health services um, or healthcare route, they are an excellent association. I think they're probably one of my favorites that I've been a member of. Uh, I most recently did my AHIP credential with them. And I've also done, um, I'm just about done with my systematic review specialization, which is new to um, the Medical Library Association, but they really have just such an amazing and robust like continuing education program, probably better than um, perhaps some of other associations I've been a part of. And really, I just, it's such an added value with my career to, to be a member of MLA and, and getting that experience. So that's for sure the one I would recommend to anybody that's looking to do more of the Health Sciences Association work. Uh, another one that I would mention, I'm not a member of anymore, but it, it, it certainly does have value to it is the Special Libraries Association. Um, if you're looking to do more specialized work, this is a great association to be a part of. They also have continuing education um programs um i have found kind of more of their target is like the in business intelligence um, those areas knowledge management uh some of those other platforms um pharma too is i think a big one for them so those would be the associations i would reach out to um to see what opportunities there are to just your skills.
0: And I can link to all of all of those as well. I'm a longtime SLA. SLA. I haven't been in it for a few years, but I was a long time, long time SLA. I always say I grew up in SLA. My first job was in corporate libraries. So I grew up in corporates and I grew up in SLA. It's a good organization. It
1: is a good organization. I I did it, it was more applicable when I was at the American Hospital Association because we were kind of in this weird. You know, we were a specialized library, we were a corporate mm-hmm. library, and we also had a public entity, um, health services kind of entity to us. So that was where I really found my interest um, in SLA. But um, I think as I've done more health and clinical work, it just hasn't been as applicable, but it is a good association to
0: be. Mm-hmm. So why did you go to library school? And based on your career so far, does that reasoning still hold up?
1: I would say yes. The reasoning still holds up. It's very interesting, kind of fate when I was when when I got this question of, um, you know what? I re- really I went to library school originally because I wanted to be a public librarian. Um, that was like I was dead set on this in in library school, and particularly I had a great experience as as a kid with public libraries. Um, I grew up for those that don't know. I mean, I was from Madison, Wisconsin, and um, amazing, amazing public libraries. Um, that's where I read my first book. I had all sorts of, you know, I found something one of the scavenger hunts. So I was like, that I, when once I started interning in libraries in college in my undergrad program, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like there's so much more to the profession than just books. And I really wanted to be part of that experience. Um, so I would say my reasoning still holds, you know, for going to library school because there is so much more than just books and reading them. I would love to just say that I, I read all day, um, but really I don't read books all day. I so. <laughs> That's very much not um, my career. And you know, oftentimes when I uh, give advice to prospective librarians that I've mentored you know is really be open to the possibilities of your library career because there is so much more that we can do that's not a part of uh, the library school curriculum and that's taken some time even for me um, as I've grown in my career to really um, get to that I would label myself kind of this librarian plus I think is what I would sort of label myself as um one of the things I was told in library school, even when I was like very dead set on being a public librarian, was oh you you are more than just a librarian. And I used to be incredibly offended by this. Like I would get I, I think professors, employers I had, and finally someone was like, No, 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 no. You are a librarian. We would not have you in library school if we didn't think you were, but you can do so much more. You can lead, you can direct, you have skill sets that are outside of the field, and and that really, you know, I think, especially as I was leaving the library school, I very much realized that, that that was the possibility. I didn't think it would be associations, mind you, but, you know, fate kind of played into that otherwise, but absolutely, I think my reasoning still holds. I still feel I've gotten a really good investment on my education because, because I think librarians have a much wider reach than just what we, we're capable of um i i've talked to you about this but i i i feel that everybody should have an accountant and everybody should have a library too that's kind of how i view our profession. um everybody needs a library um you know on the side somewhere um to be able to research and think about information around it so especially given kind of this misinformation error we're in a little bit or just the amount of information overload we have sometimes on the internet it's really good to have somebody trained that's like that's not true like this is better or this is more effective um to research and so there's really I think such a realm of possibility um in our field it's just a matter of navigating what that looks like and I think really having the ability to think outside the box and
0: I think I see jobs sometimes and I think that's a library job. They don't realize it, but that's a library job. There's a lot of jobs that are library jobs that, you know, if you're looking for a job in libraries, you're not going to find that job. But I, I like to think like I have skills that can be used in a library, but also can be used in other areas. So I don't really feel like my skills are only locked into official you know, traditional library settings. We have skills that can be used everywhere. And I'm so glad you said that because that is the goal of my podcast. <laughs> we we can do anything, you know, we can lead, we can manage people, we have budget, you know, we can do anything. So I'm, I'm glad you said that. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Everyone should have a librarian. I agree. That's a bumper sticker
1: yes <laughs> i love it adding it on as a good bumper sticker to a car absolutely
0: everyone should have a that's record. right and a mug and of course a tote bag
1: yeah <laughs> we need we need the merch maybe that's what your profession <laughs> have is like you know everybody needs a librarian so
0: you know i've been thinking about looking into some merchandise like my i use the hashtag hire higher librarians like when i post so that's what I was thinking, like my tagline. Um, so I won't steal your, we'll, we'll go in together. Maybe we'll partner on some merchandise.
1: <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. You've really given us a great overview of your field and you've shown that you don't come in and just do your specific thing you're supposed to do, that you have expanded your knowledge and you've added value to other, other parts of the organization. So Thank you. Really good. Thank you to Rachel Award for being my guest today in the Librarian Linkover. Thank you to everyone who's reached out to me to tell me how much they love the content that my guests and I are providing. Please continue to comment on the episodes on the LibrarianLinkover dot com or on social media at LibLinkover on Twitter and the Librarian Linkover on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>